A couple of weeks ago, I was sitting at a red light with my kids, just, just a couple blocks up at the corner of Gregory and Pleasant Hill Road. I looked up, waiting there, and I was amused, if a bit startled, to see Jesus the Christ staring back at me. There he was, long hair and beard, I know, but the long hair, flowing robes, characteristic glow. He was unmistakable as he peeked out from the SUV in front of me. (laughs) Jesus, turns out, had returned in decal form. Next to our precious Lord, there uh, as a sticker, there were three words printed. I saw that. (laughs) I chuckled, and I pointed him out to my kids, and we had a good good laugh together. Uh, And then the light turned green, and we followed Jesus on through Pleasant Hill. It's really fun. It stuck with me, that sticker. And now, to be clear, I delight in religious kitsch, the, the campy stuff that takes it maybe up to the line, maybe a little past it. We, we can't take ourselves too seriously. And the decal points to a, a particular idea of what God is up to. It strikes me as, as something along the lines of a Santa Claus approach. You know, he knows if you've been good or bad, so be good for goodness sake. God is watching, the sticker reminds us, implying that God is is at the ready to punish us or reward us, depending on how terribly we tailgate. (laughs) And it's funny. It's funny until it's not so much. Many of us have been steeping in this idea for ages. And I do not doubt that God gives us all manner of wonderful things, blessings so far beyond anything we might dream up on our own. And if we move further down this theological road of, I saw that, things begin to break down quickly. Does this then mean that when bad things happen or when people lack what they need to really thrive, God is meeting out? what they deserve? Yikes. Enter this Sunday's gospel, one that has been used to argue that God rewards our prayers with fancy cars and big houses and all the rest. Just seek it. Ask for it. Be relentless until you get what you want. It leaves me squirming because this interpretation seems to be so very much at odds with the way of Jesus. Jesus, who goes to great lengths to feed everyone, no matter what they've done. Jesus, who who just sent scores of disciples out with nothing but the sandals on their feet and the shirts on their backs. All they had was their peace, which he promised would return to them, come what may. The supposed rewards and punishments don't seem connected to what these folks have done. And I wonder about these disciples. Why are they asking for this guidance? They 
They have seen prayer effect tremendous change. Children raised from the dead and and terrifying storms calmed to a murmur. A paralyzed man standing up and walking away on his own two feet. But it's not miracles that prompt the disciples to ask Jesus to teach them about prayer. Instead, Jesus has just sent these followers out to do wholehearted work in the world, knowing that it will be a struggle. And then he's, he's tested by a cocky lawyer who's trying to wriggle free of who all might be his neighbor. And then even more recently, Jesus has weathered a, a loaded situation with Mary and Martha, these beloved and really frustrated and competing sisters. And then, maybe exhausted by it all, Jesus goes off on his own. He prays alone, but nothing flashy happens. He steps away, he prays, and he returns. And that's when the request comes. One disciple steps forward. I I imagine they've been nominated to speak for the crowd. And trying to steady their voice, they ask, Lord, teach us to pray. I almost expect Jesus to chide them a little bit. I mean, after all, what has he been teaching them all this time? But there, there is no impatience. There's no snark in his response. He settles in as if saying, Ah, I'm so glad you asked. Where to begin? It is a good and holy request. Lord, teach us to pray. To be honest, I, I haven't been able to get past these first few words on to the rest of the passage. I keep getting pulled back here. I think we can get hung up on the underlying fear that, that sits beneath this request. What if we don't know how to pray? Too often, I, I hear prayer talked about some, as, uh, as being something that, that people assume you should just know how to do. Some inborn skill. And, and if you don't, well, bummer. But, but what could form a rhythm of prayer for our totally regular daily lives? Where would we find the words And maybe even before that comes comes the question, the the fear, the why would we bother? What's the point? The disciples have been sitting at Jesus' feet and following in his ways, and they still do not have it figured out, not by a long shot. But they don't ask him to coach them on becoming experts or more effective or more elegant in their prayers, they start at the very beginning. Lord, teach us to pray. A few weeks back, I, I started carrying around these, these five words with me. I tried to set down my 
preconceived notions of how or when I ought to be praying, and instead I just uttered these five words. A a rude driver cuts me off. Lord, teach me to pray. A few shocking and wondrous drops of rain on my forehead here in July. Lord, teach me to pray. A friend who's struggling, waiting for answers, no clear way forward. Lord, teach me to pray. I found myself returning to these words again and again, slowly wearing them smooth. I wasn't, I wasn't sure why this request had become my prayer, but I felt humbled remembering that these students who walked alongside Jesus longed for the same thing. Lord, teach me to pray, I said. I said it again and again as I walked out on the sweltering trail one afternoon. And and there within me, I saw an old stone well. In my mind's eye, I saw it open, dark and, and deeper than I could know. Thick moss creeping up the sides, filled with water. It was spacious and and seemed somehow full of possibility. In the echoes of these depths, I heard an invitation to come deeper myself. I saw how there was room for all I might bring, that indeed God longed for this, every bit of it, and welcomed it all. It felt wholly different from the I saw that take on faith that so often binds us up. There was no threat, nor nor any promise of reward, at least not in the Santa Claus sense. Instead, I simply saw the offer of, of a more fulsome relationship with God. It came as an invitation to show up more completely, to speak honestly and pray without a filter, to settle into that intimacy without the walls and and all the posturing we hope might protect us. As I took in the sight of that vast well, cool and reassuring, I saw how our teacher reshapes prayer as something liberating and connecting. I saw how this practice sets us free and draws us closer into God. This is what he's teaching us in these well-worn words that follow, the, the words we call the Lord's Prayer. We're invited to bring our love and longing, our hunger. There's ample space for us to name the ways we have been hurt and how we have fallen short ourselves. There's room in this well for our fear, our desperation, our hope. There's space, Jesus is saying, for all of it. There's no telling what will come of prayer because it isn't a candy machine. It's it's not a transaction where if we put in the right kind and right number of prayers, we, we get to choose what we want. By the close of this lesson, there's only one thing that Jesus assures us will come. 
When, when he says that we seek and we'll find, he doesn't say what we will find. When he, he says that if we ask, we will receive all these, it, it, it's not clear what form that will take. But there at the end, we get a glimpse of it. It's not money or status, not health or more years. Jesus promises that when we pray, when we ask God for her Holy Spirit, she will give it to us. She will give us her spirit, give us relationship, holy company, connection. If we ask, God will give us life in herself. Jesus does not offer us a threat with the reminder that he's watching us. Instead, he extends this invitation to beautiful, liberating, life-giving relationship. He welcomes the whole of ourselves, every last bit. We only have to ask. We can start right there. Lord, Teach us to pray.